Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to The Kickoff, brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and chimney sweep, Brendan Tuma. It is the Friday morning edition of The Kickoff, meaning it is time to talk about four players I am higher on and four players I am lower on in our expert consensus rankings. But before we get to it, let's talk about TickPick and their season ticket packages that they are giving away to your favorite NFL team that are worth $3,000. TickPick is the original no-fee ticket site. They have now teamed up with Zip, which is the buy now, pay later service provider, to give away the five season ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season. Every month from now until February, they're going to do a drawing. They're going to pick one lucky winner for 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team. Again, each package, $3,000. Go to TickPick.com slash pros, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com slash pros. All right, before we get into the rankings, let's talk about some news from yesterday. Ian Rappaport reports that DeAndre Swift, quote, feels like a long shot to even return in week 14. So this is kind of what I've been expecting here, guys, like the shoulder injury where he was removed from the game immediately and ruled out pretty early. It just did not sound like something that he was going to be able to come back from immediately. So at least a couple of weeks here, hopefully you roster Jamal Williams. He might be a difference maker here down the stretch, but I would not be expecting much from Swift, certainly not over the next two weeks. You know, he's out this week pretty much already. And going forward, I think, you know, you have to hope for the playoffs, but don't even count on it right now. Meanwhile, Ian Rappaport also reports that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are both expected back in week 13, but they're both still limited in practice. So a little caution here, as I will talk about in a bit with Hopkins. Antonio Brown was suspended for three games for violating COVID-19 protocols with a fake vaccination card. He was going to miss two games anyway. If you roster Brown, you can hold him. Maybe he'll be back uh, for the semifinal round of your playoffs. Vic Fangio called Melvin Gordon 50-50 to play on Sunday against the Chiefs. This is a tough one. It's Sunday night. You might have to wait here. Hopefully we get word early on about what we're going to see. But yeah, if he's out, Javante Williams is going to move up to borderline RB1 status at this point. So monitor this pretty closely. Miles Sanders says he plans on playing in week 13 and, you know, he practiced in full on Thursday. So it's a good sign. Looks like he might be able to go here, which would be great for a matchup against the Jets. And you should start him with confidence. Meanwhile, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott did not practice. Howard's going to miss this game, I'm sure, with his knee injury. Scott was just dealing with a non-COVID illness, so hopefully he should be good to go. A couple of other practice reports notes. Jalen Hurts remained limited on Thursday. As of right now, I expect him to be able to go. Darren Waller remained sidelined with his knee injury. I do not expect him to go. Daryl Henderson with his quad and Odell Beckham Jr. with his hip didn't practice. Now, remember, Sean McVay said he expects both guys to be able to go this weekend, but certainly you need to be rostering Sony Michelle at the very least. J.D. McKissick remains sidelined with his concussion. Allen Robinson remains sidelined with his hamstring injury. Corey Davis remains sidelined with his groin injury. And Kadarius Tony missed practice with his quad injury. Tony is not going to go. Davis is probably not going to go. Robinson is not going to go. And McKissick obviously has the concussion. So we got to wait and see on that. Meanwhile, Sterling Shepard returned to practice with his quad injury, and he got in a limited session, still very up in the air here. Justin Fields remained limited, but he did practice with his rib injury, so he's got a shot this weekend. Pat Fryermuth, who was dealing with the concussion, remained full practice on Thursday, so that's a good sign. And Jamichael Hasty practiced again with his ankle injury. All right, four players I'm higher on than consensus, and four I am lower on. Let's start with the higher, and that is Hunter Renfro to begin, who I have at wide receiver 18 compared to wide receiver 24 for the consensus. This feels like I'm higher on Hunter Renfro every single week. Double-digit fantasy points 
in three of the last four weeks, nine targets exactly in three of the last four weeks. He's coming off the highest catch and yardage game of the season for him. And Darren Waller is probably going to miss this game. And this against a team in Washington that gives up the fourth most fancy points to opposing wide receivers. I'm not sure what the argument is against him. I'm not sure why people would think that he is only a borderline wide receiver, too. He's a strong wide receiver, too, in this one for me. He's got an immense floor. He showed last week that he has a higher ceiling. And with Waller out, I mean, there's really no reason to be concerned. So you, if you roster Renfro, you're probably starting him. But I'm starting him, I guess, with more conviction than most. Russell Gage is also higher. I have him at wide receiver 35 compared to wide receiver 42 for the consensus. The downside is there for Gage. I mean, there's no question about that. We are three games removed from a zero catch day against the Cowboys. But look at the other four of his last five games. Six targets, four catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown against Miami. Eight targets, seven catches, 64 yards against the Saints. Eight targets, five catches, 49 yards against the Patriots. Seven targets, six catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown against the Jaguars. Defenses are playing more attention to Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan just has to find other options. You know the Falcons are not going to be able to run against the Bucs. They're going to go to the air. There's going to be a lot of pass attempts. The Bucs allow a ton of catches to wide receivers as teams often deal with negative game scripts and abandon the run. It's not an exciting option, but this is more of a borderline wide receiver three for me than somebody who's in the mid-tier flex conversation. Another player I'm higher on is Foster Moreau, who I have at tight end nine compared to tight end 15 for the consensus. This is obviously, again, assuming that Darren Waller is out, which seems like a safe assumption at this point. When Waller missed the game against the Eagles this year, Moreau saw six targets, catching all of them for 60 yards and touchdown. There's no Henry Ruggs, right? We know that by now. So there isn't much competition at this point for targets with the tight end. We've got Renfro. We talked about Brian Edwards gets his four. Maybe Deshaun Jackson hits a couple, but you're going to see targets here. I'd expect six to seven with yardage and for him to factor in around the goal line. Washington is not a defense that you fear against the pass, not against tight ends. There's every reason to buy into him as a top 10 option. As of right now, I have him ranked above Mike Gesicki and Pat Fryermuth, for example. I'm starting him with confidence. Finally, I'm higher on David Johnson, who I have at RB36 compared to RB41 for consensus. I don't want to defend David Johnson. So to be clear, this is defending him as like a desperation flex play, right? This is RB36, desperation flex. But he's got 28 touches in the last two games. He's got 12 targets in the last three games. We've got a guaranteed negative game script against the Colts. Of course, that is a tough matchup, but we saw with Leonard Fournette, they're not absolutely infallible. But it's not like Rex Burkett is doing a ton with his touches anyway. Johnson should continue to see his 14 touches per game. 14 touches per game, even in an uninspiring offense? I mean, that's a borderline flex. That's enough for me. Johnson didn't practice, to be fair, on Thursday with an illness. But as of right now, doesn't sound like that's going to keep him out. And as long as he's good to go, yeah, that's a very, 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 very borderline flex. Okay, but higher than apparently consensus values him. I'm lower on a few guys, and we'll start with James Robinson, who I have at RB17 compared to RB12 for the consensus. A couple of things here. The first and the biggest is that he was limited in practice on Wednesday with his just nagging sort of heel injury and stuff like that. Then he was downgraded and did not practice on Thursday. That's a little worrisome, obviously, particularly the fact that he was downgraded, not just missing practice, but went from limited to downgraded, not practicing. It's also a matchup against the Rams. They're probably going to take out all their frustrations right now on this Jacksonville team, both offensively and defensively. If he returns to practice, if he looks good to go, 
He'll probably move up a spot or two, but this is just not a game where I want to have James Robinson in my lineup above some other comparable backs. I also am lower on DeAndre Hopkins, who I have at wide receiver 21 compared to wide receiver 15 for the consensus. A few things here. We do not know that he's 100%. As I mentioned earlier, he's still limited in practice. We don't know that his conditioning is good. He's missed the last three games. And yeah, the Bears give up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. All right, so that's fine. But there are a lot of negatives here when you think about Hopkins. It's going to be in Chicago. That's a little colder. Rain is in the forecast. Favored by eight points are the Cardinals. So you assume they're not going to need to chuck it down the field all day. The Bears give up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. Yes, but they have a strength in their secondary. It's Jalen Johnson, who's played extremely well this year. He doesn't shadow, but he basically stays on the left side of the field. That's where Hopkins lines up the vast majority of the time. So other cornerbacks, they're not that good for the Bears. There's no need for Kyler Murray to try to push it with Hopkins. He'll find open spaces with Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, even Rondell Moore. So just a little hesitation here with Hopkins. Still starting him as a wide receiver, too, but just not as high as the others. Also lower on Devontae Smith, who I have at wide receiver 28 compared to wide receiver 23 for the consensus, is a great matchup, of course, with the Jets. I mean, they have a rotating poo-poo platter of cornerbacks at this point. Whoever he sees, Bryce Hall or Gidry or Isaiah Dunn, whoever it is, they're going to allow, you know, plenty of points to wide receivers. Smith is an outstanding wide receiver, okay? I'm not taking anything away from him. But the Eagles are favored by seven points here. And after how Jalen Hurts looked last week, we might see 45 to 50 rush attempts from the team. It's just really hard to see ranking him as like a, a locked-in wide receiver too, when even on his best day, it's like maximizing his value on his six targets, which he absolutely can do. But I'm expecting even fewer fast pass attempts in this game as the Eagles win pretty handily, in my opinion. So I'm just fading him a little bit here uh, for other comparable options. I'm also fading Elijah Moore, who I've ranked at wide receiver 31 compared to wide receiver 26 for the consensus. I hate doing this. I've been wrong on Elijah Moore several times already this year, but the Eagles have allowed the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receiver. And Moore moves around a ton, so he's going to draw a bunch of different cornerbacks, but they're all pretty good. Like whenever he gets Darius Slay, we know how good he is. Steven Nelson has played well, Avante Maddox. That he, they've all had, you know, very solid seasons this year. So I expect him to struggle against any one of them. And really, Zach Wilson just did not look good on Sunday despite the win. Plus, he's not 100%. You saw him hobbling a little bit. Jets are going to try to get uh, more of the ball, of course. Uh, it does not look good for Corey Davis, as I mentioned. So I'm not totally running away from him. He's still wide receiver three for me. I'm just not quite as excited about the opportunity as a lot of the other rankers are. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget to go to TickPick.com pros, where TickPick and Zip have teamed up to give away five season ticket NFL packages for the 2022 season. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash pros. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again on Monday morning.